Welcome to the Jumpstart Your Faith podcast channel, where you will receive the essential tools to take your faith to the next level. I am your host, Brian Ratliff, and I currently pastor Clearbrook Baptist Church in Roanoke, Virginia. Here is the latest message preached from one of our services. Grab your Bible, pen, notepad, and get ready to jumpstart your faith. On June 11th, 2015, our team set out to cycle 102 miles to Alpine, Texas. And for a stretch of this road on Highway 90, which we were in Texas for 11 whole days cycling, I came, I was in a stretch cycling by myself, and I came to the spot in Marfa, Texas. Maybe you've heard of that place. But in Marfa, Texas, I stopped because I had to use the restroom. And I walked into the bathroom, and as I walked to the bathroom, I saw this large plaque at this facility. And I marveled at what I read. Because it was entitled this, Marfa Mystery Lights. These lights that just shine in that region of of Texas, nobody really knows what causes it. And some on this plaque, it tells us that many viewers have theories ranging from scientific to science fiction as they describe their ideas of aliens and UFOs, ranch house lights, St. Elmo's fire, or headlights from the vehicles on US 67. Some believe the lights are an electrostatic discharge, swamp gases, moonlight shining on veins of Mecca, and then also some even think they are ghosts from the past who search for gold. The mystery, the the plaque says, of these lights still remains unsolved. I bring that up to say this, that today I know you're probably thinking, man, Brian, we got a lot going on today, and now you're preaching that you believe in a bunch of green Martians running around. (laughs) It's not what I'm saying. My question for you is this, is do you believe in life? outside of the the world? Do you believe in aliens? I do. I'm staring at some right now. (laughs) Just kidding. No, no. I believe that the Bible teaches us very clearly that aliens, if you will, are ghosts, are angelic beings, or demonic spirits. And today I want you to understand that as, as our writer of Hebrews is getting into this passage, the devil is mentioned. And the Bible mentions Satan, the Bible mentions angels, and the Bible mentions demons or or devils, if you will, over and over and over again. And so as we come to this passage, we need to understand this, that the Bible shares these things and we have to believe them if we are going to be true to the text of Holy Scripture. Today, I'm not seeking to try to address this stuff, but I want you to know that 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 nearly 6,000 UFO sightings in North America happened in 2019 alone. And the most sightings are in California, and I'm sure you're thinking in your mind, that explains a lot. And then in Florida and Washington State. All that aside, I want you to know this, that to, to ease my mind, to ease your mind today, that if you think that you've ever saw a ghost, if you think you've ever saw an unidentified flying object, if you don't know what it is, it is very possible that it could have been an angelic being or a demonic spirit. Today, I want to share with you this. As we kind of conclude our thoughts from this chapter about angelic beings and Jesus, I wrote down this. Jesus over angels. Or in other words, Jesus is better than angels. 
Remember who the writer of Hebrews is writing to. He's writing to these Jewish people. Some of them, we believe, were believers. Some of them had the intellectual knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, but they did not make him their personal Lord and Savior. And so part of this letter, part of this book, is to try to convince these people who are still caught up underneath the Old Testament law system that everything that you read about in the Old Testament is fulfilled in Jesus, and he is a whole lot better than them. And remember, the Old Testament saints, they placed a high value and regard, the ones that believed in them, that is, in angelic beings. They go to Psalm 8, where we talked about last time, and talked about these angels, and then over and over again throughout Scripture. And so the writer of Hebrews is trying to address this question to these people. Why is Jesus better than angels if he died? Because the angels do not die like man does. So if Jesus is better than angels, then how come Jesus died? Well, here's what I wrote down, a key statement. that I want to summarize these verses and summarize everything in my message today. Jesus Christ has always been and always will be superior to angelic beings. Jesus Christ has always been and always will be superior to all angelic beings. So why is Jesus better than angels? Today I want to share with you five specific reasons from our passage this morning about why I personally believe, why I believe this text reveals to us that Jesus is better than all angelic beings. That is Satan himself, devils and demonic spirits, and um, angelic beings, cherubim, seraphims, and all the others. Look at verse number 9. I know we kind of briefly mentioned this one last week, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into verse number 9 today. The first thought I have for you is this. Jesus is better than angels because He is the perfect substitution. Jesus is better than angels because He is the perfect substitution. I want you to understand, verse number 9 is a unique passage of Scripture. Remember, he just began quoting back from Psalm number 8 and talked about how man, how man was made lower than angels. And here the Bible says, but we see Jesus. He's kind of linking all of those thoughts into Jesus. And he says, Jesus, who was made a little lower. Well, let me pause right here. This word made, it gives the idea that, that it wasn't that he was created for the very first time. And he was, he was placed underneath the rank of angelic beings for just a little season of time. So that he could accomplish the will that God laid out for him to accomplish. And it says, who was made a little lower than the angels. Why was he placed a little bit lower angelic beings who did not die? Well, so that he could die. And here the Bible says suffering. Now, I know that, that you might think that you've gone through suffering in your life, and I'm sure you have. All of us go through suffering to a level degree, but none of us here today, my friend, none of us in this world, even if you get smitten with the coronavirus, you have not been suffering through the extent that Jesus suffered on the cross 2,000 years ago. And see, Jesus came, and he became not just a substitution, but the substitution for all sin. And here in verse number 9, the Bible says, For the suffering of death. That is, Jesus came, born of a virgin 2,000 years ago, to go to the old rugged cross to die in our place. And the Bible says that He came, and He was crowned with glory. He was crowned with honor. And then it says that He, by the grace of God, should taste death. That means he experienced death to the very fullest degree for every man. 
This verse reveals to us the thought that, that when Jesus was on that cross, the weight of all sin, the weight of eternity in hell was on Jesus. And there he died in your place. He died in my place. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. So because of sin, we all deserve to die. And it takes a step further. We deserve a total separation from God in hell. And here the Bible says that to escape that, it's all grace, my friend. It's all by the grace of God that Jesus came and did that. And now, because he experienced death to the fullest, we can experience life to the fullest as well. Jesus is better than angels because he is the perfect substitution. The last time I checked, Michael the archangel never died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. The last time I checked, Gabriel, that, that angel that came in and relayed the message to Mary about being born of a virgin and giving birth to Jesus, the last time I checked, as great of an angel he was, he did not die on the cross for your sins and for my sins. And as beautiful of a creature that Lucifer once was, the last time I checked, he is not trying to to. to to silence the sins of the world. In fact, he's trying to embellish them and trying to make them more and bring people to hell with him. Why is Jesus better than angels? Because Jesus died on the cross for all sin. And he is the perfect substitution. Will you move forward with me? Remember, Jesus Christ has always been and always will be superior to all angelic beings. Verse number 9 reveals to us that he is the perfect substitution. But I, I wrote down secondly as I read verse number 10, a second reason why Jesus is better than angels. Here it is. Jesus is better than angels because he is the captain of our salvation. Jesus is better than angels because he is the captain of our salvation. Look at verse 10. Now before, before we move forward here, I want you to know this. That three times so far, including verse number 10 of chapter 2, the writer of Hebrews emphasizes creation. Remember, back in, in verse number two, the Bible says that it says that through the Son of God, that is Jesus, he made the worlds. Then in verse number 10 and 11 of, of chapter one, it says that, that in the beginning, he laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the works of his hands. And then right here in verse number 10, the Bible says, for it became him. For whom are all things, and by whom are all things. I want you to know this, that if you miss this thought, if you miss this truth, you miss the whole purpose of the Word of God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth did not spontaneously it create itself. Almighty God spoke the world into existence. And I know that we have a lot of wise professors and guessers and a bunch of crazy people who haven't come to the conclusion that God created the world. But I, let me just share something with you. Jesus said that God created the world. In fact, Jesus was the one who created the world. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. If you miss that truth, you miss everything else in the word of God. The Bible says six days God labored. And he created what he did on day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. And on day seven, the Bible says he rested from his labor. Not that he had to, but he chose to. In fact, his labor, he didn't even lift a hand. He spoke it all. So why is Jesus better from this passage? Well, the verse goes on. Jesus is better than angels because he is the captain of our salvation. It goes on to say that, that if he was the one 
who is of all things and by whom are all things, that if he created everything and is holding it all together, as Colossians says, check it out now. It says, in bringing many sons unto glory. If God is the one who created the world into existence, if God is the one who gave you life and gave me life and gave everybody who's living life, then he is the one who also can grant us salvation through Jesus. It says, in bringing many sons unto glory. To make the captain, this word captain, it also can, it gives this idea that he is the captain and the author of our salvation. And it says, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Jesus is better than angels because he is the captain of our salvation. Jesus is the one who saves and not we ourselves. I cannot get baptized a certain amount of times to be saved. I cannot join every church in the Roanoke Valley enough times to be saved. I cannot shake enough preachers' hands, or I guess in this time period, elbow bump enough preachers' hands. It can't be done. The only way we can be saved is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and accepting what he did on the cross by faith and faith alone. The other day I was at Kroger, I shared this on Wednesday, but I was at Kroger and not every day somebody like invites me to church and so or invites me to a Bible study. So I was at Kroger and somebody invited me to a Bible study. And so I took the time to, to, to just pause what I was doing shopping and, and listen to what he had to say. And while I was there, I began to ask them, hey, how does a person, if I wanted to go to heaven, how do I get to heaven? And he said, you've got to, number one, be baptized. And number two, you've got to keep the Passover. Now, I, I don't know about you, but, but I've read through the Bible a couple times. And I just, any, any person with common sense can read through the New Testament and clearly see that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible says for, the, for, for we are saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. The Bible makes it very, very clear that, that except a man be born again, that means born of water, that is physical birth, and then spiritual, that is to be born from above. The Holy Spirit comes and lives inside you. That is what he's talking about. Not to be baptized by water and certainly not to keep the Passover. Now, sure, if by the Passover you mean acknowledging that Jesus is our Passover and 2,000 years ago he died on the cross and rose again, and that is where I'm placing my trust, and sure, if that's what you mean, but that's not what they were meaning. They were meaning keeping the Passover that's mentioned in the Old Testament time and time again. You can do all those things, and that's not going to grant you eternal life. Eternal life is only found in Jesus Christ by faith, according to Scripture. Look at verses 11, 12, and 13. Let's move forward. Why is Jesus better than angels? Number one, because he is the perfect substitution. Number two, because he is the captain of our salvation. And number three, I wrote down this. Jesus is better than angels because he is the source of our sanctification. Jesus is better than angels because he is the source of our sanctification. Look at verse 11. Now keep this in mind. If Jesus is the one who created the world and has blessed us with salvation and eternal life, then he is also the one who sanctifies us, who makes us holy. Now, I know you may not think you're holy, but you are holy positionally in the eyes of God. In fact, when Jesus looks at you as a child of God, he sees himself because of your position in Christ. 
But in verse number 11, it mentions sanctification. Check it out now. It says, For both he that sanctifies and they that are sanctified are all of one. Now check this out. I thought this was really interesting because I was meditating in this passage. It says, For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Remember what Jesus said? He said, he said, if you're ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of you also will I be ashamed when I stand before my Father in heaven. Then Paul the Apostle writes to the Roman church and he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And he goes on to say that the just shall live by faith. And here in this passage, the Bible says the writer of Hebrews is going back and he's saying that Jesus is not ashamed of us if we know him as our personal Lord and Savior. Now check it out now. He goes on and he says in verse number 12, in fact, in verse number 12, he's quoting Psalm 22. If you know anything about Psalm 22, it is a messianic psalm in nature. And a messianic psalm is, is a psalm that is revealing the Messiah's truth about how he would come and die on the cross. That's all Psalm 22 is about. And in the midst of all that, of course, David is writing it by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he is sharing things about his own life, but it all typifies and looks forward to the future of Jesus Christ. But in the midst of all that, the writer of Hebrews is going back to Psalm 22 and is quoting Jesus. And he says, Jesus is saying these words. Check it out now. He says, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And then in Isaiah chapter 12, that really short chapter in Isaiah about praise, he quotes from there. And he says, check it out now. And again, I will put my trust in him. Hey, if Jesus is praising God for the brethren, perhaps we should too. If Jesus is placing his ultimate trust in the Father's will, perhaps we should too. And then he quotes again from Isaiah chapter 18. Excuse me, Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18. He says, and again, behold, I and the children which God has given me. It's interesting. I, I love the writer of Hebrews' emphasis here, how he never reveals himself, and he never, in fact, so far he doesn't reveal who exactly he's quoting in the Old Testament, revealing to us that God is the author. The emphasis is not on the human women. The emphasis is not on the one who's sharing the message. The emphasis is on what the message entails. Jesus is better than angels because he is the source of our sanctification. Here's, here's how a hall comes to our life. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Jesus has saved you, and he wants us to live more like him. He wants us to be more holy like him and more consecrated and to live a lifestyle that is more pleasing to him every single day of our lives. Not so we can go around and point our fingers and say, I don't watch that TV show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't root for that basketball team. Not all that, but so that Jesus can be glorified and that we have a humble spirit in the fact that, hey, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I am what I am today by the grace of God. Jesus over angels. Jesus always has been and always will be better than any angelic being that's ever existed or ever will exist. He's the source of our sanctification. He's the captain of our salvation. He is the perfect substitution. But now I want to share with you from verses 14 and 15. I guess if you could say my favorite verses in this text outside of verse number 9. I wrote on this. I know that you might be here today and, and you're, wanting, you're wanting peace of mind. Here it is. 
right here in our passage. I wrote down this. Jesus is better than angels because he is the conqueror over corruption. Jesus is better than angels because he is the conqueror over corruption. Yes, we've seen throughout Scripture that God uses angelic beings to accomplish his sovereign plan, to do his will. But in this passage of Scripture, we see a different side of the story. Verse 14 says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, that is, we have flesh and we have blood, one day we will experience the pain and agony of death, all of us. And he says, he also himself likewise took part of the same. That is, the emotions that you've experienced, Jesus experienced. He hungered, he thirsted, he got weary, he was tired. He had all of those emotions and, and experiences like we have done in our lives today. But it, the Bible says that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. I believe that the writer of Hebrews has in his mind this very second that he's writing by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I believe he has in mind Genesis chapter 3 about how the Bible says that this guy named Satan is going to bruise the heel of the Messiah, but the Messiah is going to crush his head. And on the cross 2,000 years ago, we see that happening. And when Jesus rose victoriously from the grave, we see that the devil was crushed. And now we have no need to fear death. We have no need to fear disease because Jesus has overcome death, hell, and the grave. For what it's worth, you want to know why people are all crazy right now? You want to know why the world is so crazy over viruses? Hey, you can study the centuries throughout history, and there's always been diseases. Always has been. I know the Bible says in the last days there's going to be diseases and pestilences. But hey, you can go back to the 1300s. What was it, the Black Plague? Perhaps they thought they were living in the days right before Jesus coming because of all the deaths then. So I'm not trying to read Matthew 24 into our day and time, but I want you to know this, that the reason why people are so afraid of this disease is because people are afraid to die. Because they don't know the one who overcame death. And that is Jesus. So, hey, what's the cure for our anxieties in this time of utter catastrophe and, and diseases? It's Jesus. Because Jesus will keep you at peace when the world is going crazy. To know that, hey, it's okay if I get the coronavirus. Because I know if I drop dead, I'm going to a greater place where there'll be no coronavirus. And that is heaven. Look, the Bible says in verse number 15, And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am. A child of God, as the songwriter said. Jesus has overcome all of these things, so let's not fear, church. Jesus has taken Satan, and he's already preparing for his days of chains in the lake of fire. 2,000 years ago, our history witnessed the greatest event that ever took place. And I know the other day we were talking about epitaphs on the grave of Jesus. And it finally came to me, Brother Andrews. His epitaph is this. He is not here, for he is risen. That's on the grave of Jesus all over the world. Because he's no longer in the grave. And because Jesus is no longer in that tomb. Now, and I've been there and I've, I've seen the two alleged spots that we believe that he was buried. And I've checked them both out and he's not in both of them. And in fact, you can go to every cemetery all over the world and you're never going to find the body or the remains of Jesus because he's in heaven right now. 
interceding and doing the work that he is called to do right there so he can be our faithful high priest. My question for you today is this. Are you afraid to die? Are you afraid to get a disease? I'm not belittling diseases today. I'm not belittling the seriousness of death. But if you're fearful of dying, perhaps you need to make peace with God. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. We're all going to die. I like what that statistician said. He said 10 out of 10 people are going to die. <laughs> and I hear that Pharisee saying, oh, not everybody. Uh, Enoch and Elijah didn't die. And everybody going up in the rapture is not. Of course. Okay, we get that. But to the general populace of all over the world, 8 billion people, we're all going to face death. And here... The Bible says we've been delivered from the fear of death. Why is Jesus better? Because he's a conqueror over corruption. He's the source of our sanctification. He's the captain of our salvation. And he is the perfect substitution. But now let me share this with you. In verses 16 down through 18, I wrote down this. Jesus is better than angels because he is the comforting consolation. Jesus is better than angels because he is the comforting consolation. You want comfort today? Does our nation and world want comfort? Absolutely. It's found in Jesus. I'm thankful that our president made a wise decision by making today a day of national prayer. And the greatest way to overcome fear Anxiety and worry is by placing that fear, anxiety, and worry in the closet of prayer at the feet of Jesus. Look at verse 16. The Bible says, For verily he took not on the nature of angels. So why is Jesus better than angels? Because he didn't come in the form of an angelic being. He did not. The Bible says here that he came in the form of the seed of Abraham. When you go back and you study Matthew's gospel, chapter 1, you read about how he gives the genealogy. And then in Luke's gospel, I believe it's chapter 3, if my memory serves me correct, that there he gives the genealogy record. And so from Adam to Abraham and from Abraham to David and from David to the Messiah, we see that the lineage is, is proven. Now, he is king of kings and he is lord of lords and he is the Messiah, like the Bible says. But he came in the seed of Abraham. That simply means that he came to live like a man. Because if he came in the form of an angel... He could not die for the sins of mankind. And so the reason why he came in the seed of Abraham is so he could die for the sins of the seed of Abraham. Verse 17 says, Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful. God is mercy. God is merciful. I know in your mind right now you might be thinking, why is there so much disease right now? Why does this have to happen? Why is there so much death? Everybody's dying. The real question is this, why does God allow anybody to stay alive? <laughs> Seriously, that's the real question. See, we are contaminated sinners. We deserve death the moment we exit our mother's womb. And in God's mercy, he allows us to stay alive. The Bible goes on to say that he cannot just be merciful, but also faithful. High priest. Now there's no need to go to an earthly priest to confess your sins. Because 
We have a high priest who came and abolished all of the Old Testament sacrifices. And now we can go directly to God through prayer. In fact, this is what the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 4. He says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. He is our high priest. So as Aaron went into the Holy of Holies in the Old Testament on the Day of Atonement and there sacrificed for the sins of the people of Israel and then sacrificed for his own sins, the Bible tells us that, that we have a high priest that is greater than Aaron. He walked into the Holy of Holies, if you will, and died on the cross and there the blood was shed. And now we have direct access to God. And it says to make reconciliation. This word reconciliation, it literally means to make an atonement for. And it says, for the sins of the people. And that's the role of Jesus in all of this. Verse 18 says, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted. The Bible says he was tempted in all points like as we, yet without sin. In fact, Luke chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4 reveals that, that Satan tried his best to cripple the Son of God. And even when the Son of God was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and was really hungry, I'm sure, and was really weary and tired, that even in those moments of his physical weaknesses, this, Satan could not conquer him because he was the Son of God. And the Bible says that he is able to secure, and that, that word simply means to help. He, was a, he is able to help all of those who are also tempted. So when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a temptation, when you're going through tragedy, I want you to know this, that God is still on the throne. When there is life, God is sovereign. When there is death, God is sovereign. When there is a cure, God is sovereign. When there is a disease, God is sovereign, church. He always has been, He always will be, and He always is sovereign. In control. Absolute control. He's in control over the angelic beings. And He is in control over all of humanity, ruling and reigning in ways that are higher than our ways. And sometimes we may not always comprehend everything. So why are angels better? I can hear these Jewish people coming to the writer of Hebrews and saying, if Jesus is better, then why did he die? And I hear the writer of Hebrews saying, Jesus is better than angels because not only did he die, but he rose victoriously from the grave as the Old Testament predicted the Messiah would do. Do you believe that Jesus is better than angels? Do you believe that he is worthy of our worship. Why is he better? Because he is the comforting consolation, the conqueror over corruption, the source of our sanctification, the captain of our salvation, and the perfect substitution. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Jumpstart Your Faith podcast channel. As a token of my appreciation for you listening today, I would like to give you my free ebook devotional called Jumpstart Your Faith 30 Days to a Renewed Faith in Christ. Just go to www.pastorbrianratliff.com to download it. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to listen to more messages like today's. 
And if these messages have been helpful to you, please leave a review. If I could be of any help in your spiritual walk, please let me know by emailing me at pastorbrianratliff at yahoo.com. And one last thing, if you're in Roanoke, please consider joining us for one of our worship services at Clearbrook Baptist Church. Until next time, may God's blessings be upon you and have a great week.